0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Casual Big Ten Podcast. Today is Friday, June 9th, 2023. My name's Kent Peterson. I'm the host of this show. And on today's show, we are going to discuss the not-so-big changes in the football scheduling format. And I will be breaking down every team's home football jersey and ranking them from best to worst. But before we get to that, I wanted to talk about my summer a little bit. I don't do this very often. I don't talk about myself very often, Um, but I'll take a moment today. Why not? I got back to my roots last week when I was, uh, I said that. I even said those words last week. I'm getting back to my roots. Did a short pod, and I have another short pod for you today, but um, summer is kicking my ass, you guys. Um, Talked about this a little bit before. Um, I'm a stay-at-home dad, and I have three kids, three and, um, signed them up for a bunch of camps, but they are still just wearing me down. Uh, I also, I've talked about this for just barely. I talked about this just a little bit and I'm going to just keep saying I've talked about this and I've talked about this. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I keep saying that. Uh, I also watch dogs. That's how I make money because I quit teaching last year and I don't want to teach anymore. So I started teaching dogs, I guess, at my house instead Right now, I've decided to front load my whole summer and just start watching dogs pretty much the entire month of June and just fill my house up with as many dogs as I can and make as much money as possible. Because in July, I'm going to be traveling back home, uh, back up to Michigan, and um, I'm not going to be able to make any money in July because I'm going to be gone. So I have six dogs at my house right now plus mine, so that's seven, and they're here until next Thursday, which is insane. It's insane. It's just wild at my house. 3 kids, 6 dogs, 7 dogs. And uh man, it's just wearing me down. I really wanted to do a pod on Wednesday night and then I was like, "You know what? Screw it. I'm going to wait till Friday. I'll watch the uh Big 10 scheduling show, whatever you want to call it, on uh BTN and then I'll do a pod on Thursday night." And then last night I was just like cooked. I was like, I can't, I could not get in front of a microphone or behind a microphone. I couldn't get anywhere near a microphone yesterday. I was that tired. So, um, man, I'm just wore out. Summer is getting to me, man. The pool, the sun, you know, doing all the, the things I have to... I, I mean, you guys feel me on this? Is this summer kicking your ass as much as it's kicking mine? I mean, this is... Whew, it's all been fun, but uh, I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted, but not as exhausted as possibly, I don't know, maybe they're not exhausted. Man, I've been tripping with this microphone lately. Um, Maybe not as as exhausted as the people that have been working on the scheduling for Big Ten football. Uh, Yesterday, the big show came out. Like I said, it was on BTN, hosted by my boy Mike Hall. He did a great job yesterday. And um, lots of things were going on with football and how they're going to change scheduling. Most of it, if you're a Big Ten fan, which if you're listening to this right now, you obviously are, most of it was already released on Twitter, either hours before, days before, or um, some of it just minutes before the show came on. And uh, so there wasn't really a lot of surprises when I was watching the show yesterday, but um, it was still interesting to see it all packaged together. And, um, you know kind of listen to everything that's going to happen just all in one little show, basically. Not one little show. It was like an hour long. It was a long show. Um here's the big takeaways. First of all, no divisions, which is wild because we've had division I don't even know how for how many years now it's been it seems like it's been forever. And uh I think personally I think this is a great thing for a couple reasons. Number one is uh obviously the Big Ten championship now will not be the winner of the East and the winner of the West facing off. It will be the two best teams in the conference. So last year, if we would have had this format, we would have had Michigan and Ohio State the last week of the season. And then the very next week, we would have had Michigan and Ohio State part two um, in the Big Ten championship game, which I think that would have been awesome. Um, Obviously, when you're adding USC and UCLA starting next year. Now, again, this is all next year. For this year, nothing's changes. nothing is changing, easy for you to say. Um, we'll still have our divisions. We'll still have a probably weaker team from the West in the Big Ten Championship game. And uh, everything will be the same this year. But starting next year, USC, UCLA joining, we go up to 16 teams, and the top two teams will be in the championship. Now, that could be a team that's already played or two teams that have already played each other, like I just said, last year in this scenario would have been Michigan and Ohio State. Um, very exciting, though. I think that this is the best way to do it. Um, I think it's the best way for us to determine who is really the best team in in the championship games, or who's the best team coming out of the championship game. Even, you know, if there's a close game, I'm thinking of some of the, you know, Michigan Ohio State games, or like even like uh, when Michigan uh, State beat Ohio State that one year, and then they got to go to the championship um, and play Wisconsin. There's been times where the team that I thought might be the best team actually slipped up and lost a game, and just because of the way the divisions were set up, they weren't able to go to the championship. So that's going to change now. The one thing that I'm not sure, and I'm, I'm pretty sure how this is going to work, I, I, they didn't really discuss it on the show, is that um, there's still going to be nine games in conference. So if you have a team that's 9-0, and and then you have two teams that are 8-1, and for example, that are the second-best teams, let's say that those two teams didn't play each other. This is one thing that I was thinking about last night. Uh, so just for argument's sake, uh, kind of take last year, for example, a little bit. Let's say that Michigan's 9-0, and and uh, Ohio State and um, Penn State are both 8-1. and that's my hypothetical scenario. If Ohio State and Penn State didn't play each other that year, who's going to the championship game? If those if those one losses, let's say that Penn State lost to uh Michigan State and let's say that Ohio State lost to Iowa that year, okay? Does it come down to I think this is how it's going to go. I might be wasting too much time talking about this. I think how it's going to go is Whoever lost to a better team, that's ranked higher. I think that'll be the first tiebreaker. Obviously, we have a whole year to figure stuff like that out. There's no reason to get super excited about it right now, but it is exciting to think about next football season. This time next year, we'll be adding those two teams and we'll have the the new scheduling format up and running um, in but a couple of months at this time next year. It'll be really exciting. Uh, The other big changes are that there's going to... You're going to play every team in the conference at least once every two years. So if you didn't play UCLA last year, you will be playing them this year. If you played USC last year, you might have to play them again the next year, but that doesn't mean you're definitely going to. You're going to see them at least once every two years, so you might not play them next year. Um, There are some protected rivalries and I'm going to bring that up on the screen right now so if you're watching on YouTube oops that's the wrong screen let me hit the right screen just gave away something that I'm going to be doing next here they are here they are I need a producer I really need a producer like just someone in the room that's like clicking through this stuff for me but I don't have that I'm doing this all by myself which is fine it's fine I'm doing great right right my mom said I'm doing great um we have some protected rivalries so we do have um All these games that will happen every year. This is not a scenario where you're only going to play them once every two years. What I was told from my source, Wally, was that the coaches were actually the ones that decided, or maybe even the ADs were involved in this a little bit. It wasn't the Big Ten, like official, uh, what do I want to say, like the Big Ten commissioner, wasn't the one that decided this or any of the administration at the Big Ten office. They didn't decide this. It was more the coaches and the uh, athletic directors from the schools that were the ones that were deciding this. But we have, let's see, how many is there? Three, six, nine, eleven 11 protected rivalries. Um, kind of interesting how it breaks down. You have Illinois and Northwestern. You have Illinois and Purdue. You have Indiana and Purdue. I was talking about this with, uh, once again, Wally and Brad last night. I didn't know that Indiana and Purdue, this might sound like a super casual take. I had no idea that Indiana and Purdue were even technically a rival other than the fact that they're in the same state. I didn't even know that. And is that the only reason they did that, or are you guys actually rivals? Someone tell me, please, because I didn't know that at all. I've watched that game countless times over the years. I had no idea that there was like, is there a trophy that goes with it too? Maybe I should look. Let's look that up. Let's look that up. Let's do that right now. I sound so dumb if this is like a big deal in Indiana. Indiana versus Purdue football history. Do I want to say history or rivalry? Let's do rivalry. What a word, rivalry. To get it going. Um the old Oaken Bucket. Okay, so there is a trophy. There is a trophy. Look at this. I guess that I mean maybe uh, man, I might sound really dumb and I apologize to Purdue and Indiana fans if this is a bigger deal than I'm making it out to be. I saw that yesterday, though, and I was like, man, I didn't know that that was... I'm looking at basketball stuff right now. That's basketball. I want football. Um, I didn't know that that was a rivalry, though, and I apologize for that. The old oak and bucket. Okay, here we go. Traveling trophy awarded to an American college football as part of the rivalry between Indiana... Okay, obviously, Purdue. Okay, so... Maybe it's a bigger deal than I thought it was. But uh, that's one of the protected rivalries. And then you go down uh, to Iowa. They got three protected rivalries. We'll talk about that more in just a second. But they have Minnesota, Nebraska, and Wisconsin. Maryland only has one, I believe. Yes, they have Rutgers. And then Michigan has uh, Michigan State. And then, of course, Ohio State. That game has to be played every year. Um, And then Minnesota... Has like I already said, they have the one against Iowa, but then they have another one against Wisconsin, and then uh, another obvious one to me is going to be UCLA and USC. Those two have to play every year, I think. Um, some really interesting things that came out of that show, though, the protected rivalries, and then um, I, there was a part, there was a portion of the show, and I tweeted about this where uh, Gene Smith, the AD from Ohio state was talking about how it was important that teams from the Midwest and the East coast were only traveling to the West coast once a year. And this is something I've been saying since we added USC and UCLA is that what about them though? (laughs) I mean, I get that they're still going to have their five home games or whatever it is in conference or four, depending on the year. But then that means that five four or five times they have to come to the Midwest and travel for a big game. And I guess that's just what they signed up for. I mean, I don't feel bad for them at all. They signed up for that, but I, I just don't like, I've never liked the logistics of adding those teams. I love the teams. I'm excited about UCLA and USC being in the conference, great football schools, um, especially USC. And then for basketball, it's going to be awesome. Um, with UCLA and USC has been pretty good the last couple of years too, but I've never liked it from a geography standpoint. I just think it's ridiculous that we have all these teams bundled in the Midwest and the East coast. And then just too randomly out there. Um, I got into it on Twitter with a couple of guys about saying that I always thought that we should have went after Kansas and uh, Iowa state, because just from a geographic standpoint, like I said, they're closer. Uh, Obviously, did I say Kansas State? I meant to say Iowa State and Kansas. Did I say that backwards? If I did, I meant to say Kansas and Iowa State. Um, obviously Kansas with their basketball program is ridiculous would be great to add them to our conference. And then I understand that neither one of them have great football teams, but their Iowa State's always been kind of like tough and like frisky. They've been on the fringe of like trying to get into the playoffs and I think that they might they might could get into the playoffs once they expand to 12 teams, which I think is next year, right? Isn't that next year as well? It's going to be a lot of changes next year. So um, we have all that going on with the scheduling. Like I said, I said my point. I think that we should have teams that are closer, uh, but I don't feel bad for the West Coast teams. They signed up to be in the Big Ten. They're going to have to travel quite a bit. Um, So that's pretty much everything that's going on with the uh, scheduling as I'm trying to collect my thoughts here. Switching gears. I saw a tweet last week about, and I, I was, I'm seeing these tweets, and I, I'm, I'm guilty of this as well as I'm stuttering and trying to collect my thoughts. A lot of big college football accounts have been tweeting out rankings, and it's rankings according to chat, <laughs> chat, chat, G-B-T. So they'll put out these rankings, and they'll say, these are the best uniforms in college football according to Chat GBT. Why is that so hard for me to say? Uh, But I saw one that did the best uniforms in the Big Ten, according to the AI app. I feel like that's easier to say. Um, And like I said, I've done some of that on Twitter, too. I've done a couple of, like, uh, AI art things just for fun. And, And I know they're just having fun, too. But I want people to start standing behind their takes. You know what I'm saying? Don't throw a chat GBT on there and say these are the best, according to them. I want to know what you think. I want to know what you think the best uniforms in the Big Ten are. So that's what I'm going to do today. I'm putting my foot down. I'm making a final stance to say these are the best uniforms in the Big Ten. Now, little precursor before I get into this. I am colorblind. Like, like not 100% colorblind, but, like, I get purples, blues all mixed up, grays and pinks mixed up, and then a, a green and red. Like, it's very difficult for me to see. I know that's a large population of males in the United States anyways that does that. Not large, but there's a there's a significant percentage of males that have that colorblind trait. I'm not the only one. But um, I want to put that precursor on there because I can't really be the one that's saying, like, these are the best colors. But I can still tell you which ones I think look the best. All right? Um, also I am ranking what I'm calling the typical home jerseys, the jerseys that have actual color, not like they're white jerseys, the jerseys that have like a dark color on them and what they typically wear at home. Because a lot of teams have alternate jerseys that wear at home. They'll wear certain jerseys and then switch the pants or, uh, some teams even switch their helmets up quite often. Um, so I'm going to say your typical home Jersey and I'm going to rank them From 1st to 14th, last precursor i got to put on this. And this is going to piss some people off, and I don't even give a shit. Uh, (laughs) I don't know why I'm cussing so much today. I'm not mad. I'm in a good mood. Um, I hate traditional jerseys. Like, for example, this is going to give away where some of these teams are going to land on this ranking. Alabama, whack. Y'all been wearing the same jerseys for a 1,000 years. I'm tired of seeing it. I love change. I love when people change their jerseys and make them fresh, make them look clean, uh, make them look, you know, updated. Same jerseys forever? Really? You want to do same jerseys forever? I'm tired of that. Put a fresh look on it. So with that being said, my number one jersey, my number one football home jersey, if you're watching on YouTube, you already saw it, is Illinois. I love Illinois' jerseys. The navy with the darker orange—I think it's orange. <laughs> I gotta stop talking about colors, but I have to on this one. Uh, it's a good mix together, though. It's two really bold colors, and they kind of like mix well or clash well together. However you want to say it, I like their helmets. I like the big eye on the side. They've also—I used to like. When they had the full Illinois going across the helmet, I thought that was sweet, and they should bring that back. But I like what they did with the new ones, though. There's a little bit of white mixed in, um, especially on the helmets, and I think it just looks clean. I think it's the cleanest jersey in the Big Ten, and I love it. Uh, Number two, I'm going to get Minnesota back on my side after I picked them last in the Big Ten West. Minnesota has some sick jerseys, and most of the time, the, jersey, the jerseys that I'm going to talk about are the kind of maroon ones on top with the white numbers and then the yellowish, I don't know what color yellow you call it, but the yellow pants and then the traditional big M on the helmet. Now, they have been wearing those gold, those shiny gold helmets a lot as well, and I love those helmets. Those are awesome. I absolutely love them. Um, but for me, I like the traditional home ones. I like their color scheme, and I like – uh. I just like how it looks. It's a good look together, you know, with the yellow and the maroon. I, I just like those colors going together. So those are the top two. And to me, it's it's number one and two, and then there's a big gap between the rest of the conference. I think those are by far the two best. I really don't think it's up for debate. Um, but I did put out a poll on Twitter. I'm about to check the results when I'm done with this and see what everyone else said. For Number three for me is Michigan State. I like Michigan State's jerseys. It's bold. It's uh the green and white I think looks good together. Their helmet with the uh, Spartan—it's basically a helmet with a Spartan helmet on it. I like that. They've switched their helmets a lot too. I like the script where it says Script State, and then of course, what I think they should do permanently is just put the Sparty Gruff on the side. I like that. Um, I don't—I haven't seen them wear that very often. Now pre—not a precursor. A little side note for Michigan State though. Y'all, you got to get rid of the neon jerseys forever. Those things suck ass. Those are the worst jerseys I've ever seen. So you got to get rid of those forever. And uh, just stick with the green, the dark green, however you want to call the green. It looks dark green to me. And the white, the clean pants with the little Spartan emblem on the hip. (sighs) Looks good. Keep that going. Uh, Number four, I took Indiana. And I put Indiana at number four because... There's a lot of red jerseys in our conference. But I think that personally, just for me, I think Indiana's doing red the best. And lately they've had that the new helmet. It's not it's so weird because it's like a mix of a matte colored red, but it's still shiny. It's like I don't really know how to describe it, but I love their helmets. They got the big IU on the side. Love it looks clean. Uh just traditional white pants with the what color red do they call that man i'm really indiana's gonna hate me today indiana red <laughs> what's it called is it scarlet are they gonna hate me i don't know what it's called i can't find it i'm still gonna look for it though y'all stay stay put color visuals what's it called i got the hex colors crimson is that right Crimson, okay, whatever uh it's a cool color red though I think they're doing red the best out of all the red teams in the conference, so that's why I put Indiana at number four number five I love northwestern i have a I have such a soft spot for northwestern in general I don't know why I liked their basketball team last year i was I hated their football team actually i don't I don't know why I'm saying that I have a soft spot for them, but I do like their uniforms i don't I know it's supposed to I know it's purple because people have told me it's purple. It, looks blue to me. But, uh, man, I sound so dumb. This is the dumbest I have ever sounded. I'm going to lean back. This is the dumbest I've ever sounded. And that's really saying something. Because I sound dumb a lot when I'm recording this show. But uh, I like Northwestern's uniforms. I like the big N on the side. It's just clean. The little stripes on the shoulder pads. It looks good. Especially when they have the solid color purple uh socks and like the picture that i have on youtube right now looks the cleanest it's got the white pants with the white shoes purple socks purple jersey purple helmet It looks awesome i think it looks good i put northwestern at five uh number six this is a newcomer and i would have probably had them higher if i've ever seen them actually playing them but i like the new maryland jerseys i'm a sucker for the script uh text on the side of the helmet where it says terps it's like a little nickname it's modern i like it the red looks really clean with the white pants looks good. The number is bold, and they do have some detail inside the number, too. If you, if you saw the tweets that they put out a couple months ago, um, it's like a jersey kind of pattern inside the number, so I think that that looks good, too. It kind of reminds me of, it's like a, it's like a newer throwback because it's like a throwback script, but it's a newer, like real clean, simple uniform design, and I really like it. I like Maryland. I put them at number six. Number seven, Purdue. Now, on the picture that I pulled up for Purdue, I have them in the black jerseys with the black pants. And I did that because I feel like, and I could be wrong, someone could correct me on this if I'm wrong, but I feel like I've seen them in the black-on-black more often than not lately. Um, I know that they used to wear the gold pants with it, but I've seen the black-on-black, and I love that that, that look. It's right there. I would have them... They're right, I mean, I like Northwestern's better because they incorporate the white. But um, it's right there with Northwestern and Maryland. Like, they're really good. I really like the black, and the gold just really pops off the jersey right there. But I put, I put Purdue at seven. That's not a slight. You're in the top half, and you're right there, you know, top five region. But, you know, I had to put an order, and I'm putting my foot down, and I will not apologize. Number eight, we start getting into some of the traditional uniforms, as Ohio State. I do like Ohio State's uniforms, especially towards the end of the year when it's when they're playing Michigan and they're full of helmet stickers, and it's a crisp fall day and you turn the TV on and they got that bright red just popping off the screen. Theirs is definitely called scarlet, right? And then you have the uh, grayish silver scheme. I gotta stop talking about colors. Um, it looks good though. For the from the. For the traditional jerseys that I have that are in the Big Ten, the teams that wear traditional jerseys or older jerseys or teams who haven't changed their jerseys in a long time, I think Ohio State's are the best. So I have them at number eight. I'm looking at the clock and realizing how long I've been recording. I wanted to go fast. Number nine is Iowa. Black and yellow, black and yellow looks good. It just looks good. The black and yellow looks good. The Hawkeye's awesome on the side of the helmet. I like it. I thought about putting them slightly ahead of Ohio State, but um, I gave Ohio State the benefit of the doubt on the tradition stuff, but I do like the black and yellow. I put them in my second tier. I, I'd say the top four teams and then the next four teams are like the second tier, and then the bottom ones are the ones that are coming up right here. And uh, the next one that I have coming up is uh, Michigan. I got some hate today when I posted that poll because Michigan was not involved in it. I don't I don't love the traditional jerseys. The one thing that Michigan has going for them is that their helmet is iconic. I get that. You see any high school team playing with the winged helmet, and you immediately think of Michigan, and that's cool. But I've been seeing it for 150 years now. It's been the same. I wouldn't mind seeing Michigan switch it up. It's the same as I've been saying about all the other teams. Switch it up. Do something different. Um, but they do have cool colors. The blue and yellow looks good together. Um, but I have them at, what would that be now? Am I at nine, 10? I guess I have them at 10. Let me count real quick. I'm tripping. Cause I pulled up the, I have the picture of them ranked on my, uh, on my phone here. I'm pulling it back up. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay. That was 10. Uh, At 11, same thing for Penn State. You have the tradition factor, but um, I don't like it. I'm tired of seeing it. I really am. I thought I actually had Nebraska ahead of this. Did I forget to put Nebraska's picture in here? Oh, no, if I have them second. I think I switched that at the last minute. Um, Same thing. Both Penn State and Nebraska had the same jerseys forever, and they're boring, especially Penn State. Honestly, I like Penn State. I've said a lot of good things about Penn State football this year. I picked you guys to win the East. I love Penn State's team this year. I hate your jerseys. I'm tired of seeing them. When I played junior high football, our practice uniforms looked exactly like Penn State's. We had the exact same uniforms. Blue jerseys with big numbers, white pants, a white helmet with a stripe going down the side, and nothing on the helmet. That was my middle school football team, and we were poor, too. And that's what Penn State looks like. Now, obviously, they got them, like, cut and everything a little bit better fitted to the player, but do something different. You have a cool, like, logo. Do something with your logo. They have a tiny, like, on the chest, tiny little logo. Do something better. All right, I got to finish this before 30 minutes. Uh, Then I had Nebraska I already said that. Wisconsin, you're in 13th place. I don't like your uniforms. The W is kind of cool on the helmet, but everything else about your uniform is whack and boring. And then Rutgers, you guys are the worst, by far. It's boring. It looks like... To me, it looks like someone just put it together on a computer right before the game started, and they printed the jerseys out. That's what it looks like to me. Um, I don't like them. Now, they did have some cool alternates last year when they wore the black with the silver helmets. Um, They should make those permanent, because these red ones are trash. A lot of the red ones are, I think. You know, Nebraska, Rutgers, Wisconsin, I think they're all buns. So, um... Those are my rankings, though. So to recap, let's see if I can remember this. I had Illinois, Minnesota. Let me start over. To recap, the top jerseys in the Big Ten ranked. Number one is Illinois. Number two was Minnesota. Number three, Michigan State. Number four, I had Indiana, the best of the Reds. Number five was Northwestern. Number six was the newcomer, Maryland. I put Purdue at number seven, might have been higher, maybe should be higher. Number eight is Ohio State. Number nine is Iowa. 10, Michigan. 11, I have Penn State way down there at 11. And then it goes the the string of red teams, Nebraska at 12, Wisconsin at 13, and at 14, the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. Whoo! that was a lot. All right. Let's finish this thing up. What else do I want to talk about? Oh, this might be my last podcast on this computer. My brother, shout out to my little brother. I've given him a couple shout outs on the show. He uh, built me a brand new computer. I'm paying him for it, but he did build me a brand new computer and he's coming down to see me next week. I think on Tuesday. So by next Tuesday, I'll have a new computer and I'll be done with this one because this one's been tough. I basically have a little, I don't know if you can see this. Look at this. Just a little HP guy. And uh, I've been working that on this whole program, and it's really bogging down everything on the computer. It's not built for this. This computer is not that guy. So I'm getting a new computer. I should be able to uh, have guests on better now, which is coming up again uh, sometime this summer. I got a lot of guests confirmed, but I just haven't confirmed the actual time that I'm going to do it. But I'm going to start doing that once I get the new computer. And then... um, I'm excited about that. I'm excited this might be the last one on here. Man, I'm over 30 minutes. Piss me off. Uh, I was going to talk about The Wire because I started that, but I'll wait till next week to talk about that. Um, Have a good week. Hope you guys are enjoying your summer. Like I said, mine has been kind of stressful, busy, whatever you want to call it, but it's still been enjoyable. Um, Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Follow on Twitter at Ten and subscribe on YouTube wherever the subscribe button is going to be. Appreciate you guys watching. We'll talk to you guys next week in the future.